Oh, I, you got the hair though. I don't got the hair. Wow. You can, you can get the because that's part of it. Like the way his hair goes back. Like yeah, that, that's that's hundred percent. Yeah, adds to the effect. That's why Roman Reigns is the way he is. Run to the bathroom real quick and just wet it all down. Right. And so just I go back. Doesn't get poofy like Seth Rollins. <laughs> poofy like Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad the show hasn't started yet. That'd be a great title. It's a great title. Poofy <laughs> like Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. The card should be recording. So whenever you're ready, Shawnee. Oh, yes. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> False start. Take two. Ten-yard penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. It is I, Rusev from Rusev Day. Hey, you guys. This is Vicky James. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW. Greetings, podcast fans. My name is Bryce Youngberg. I'm an all-wrestling referee. I'm going to Jr. Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, and this show. This podcast. This show is scheduled for one fall. And it damn sure will be a slobber knocker. Damn sure going to be a slobber knocker. Welcome again to the One Fall Show. I'm your host, Chuck Bean, joined by my friends and compadres as we sit here and go over the week that was in professional wrestling. And it was a week with a pleh, pleh, known as <laughs> WrestleMania backlash. So we'll definitely get into that as well as what's going on all over the world of wrestling. Let me introduce you to the other voices you're going to hear in this particular show. First of all, to my left is the host and creator of the JV Sports Talk PPV POD. Why are you spelling that part? You were so close. Well, I didn't spell out Sports Talk. <laughs> it's Justin Valentine, y'all. JV Sports Talk pay-per-view pod. Shout out to my friend Daryl Teeler coming on the show for WrestleMania Backlash. My guy yeah. Virtus will be on with me uh, coming up in a couple weeks with Double or, Noth Double or Nothing. Easy for me to say. Coming up, I don't know if Shawnee knows it yet, but him and Erica are coming on for Forbidden Door in June. Uh, so it's Excellent. gonna be fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. It's gonna be I'm a good back. time. It's been a couple weeks. Miss you guys. <laughs> Miss talking with you guys. You ready for all the uh, all the work that you've got to do over the summer every other week, having some kind of uh, whether it's AEW yeah. or WWE, having something going on? Yeah, I, that's the one thing that I'm happy that AEW only has like four pay per views a year. I know Forbidden Doors, right. You know, being thrown in there as well. But uh, I'm happy about that because, man, that'd be a lot. Might as well just do a weekly show at that point. Yeah, exactly. Also joined this week by my longtime co-host of the One Fall Show. Always a good time to see him. And a guy that uh, came out to the movies with me last week. See the news, Doctor Strange, talking about Mr. Shawnee Constant. Hello, everybody. I love hello. it. The, sh yeah. the show does not officially start until I we get a hello, everybody. Say, yes. uh, we are down in Erica this week, so we are missing our Scales of Justice, our guiding star, our award-winning uh, white woman and uh, keynote listener. But uh, she is doing fine. She will more than likely be back with us next week. And uh, with that out of the way, let's dig in, fellas. Yeah. So uh, WrestleMania Backlash is probably the biggest news of the, the last week. This past Sunday's WWE pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I miss when it's just backlash. I do too. Yeah, I, I talked about that on the podcast. Are I'm, they selling I, any more tickets just because it's WrestleMania backlash? I, I think it's so. just shoving Russell, the name and the logo and everything down our throats. Like we get it. It's the backlash coming off of WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, the one thing I'll say is I'm glad they just called it that because you know for years and years it was just backlash, and it was just casually a bunch of rematches from whatever that WrestleMania was that week, sure that year. So at least they're being like they're like yeah, this is just. WrestleMania part two. Right. Yeah. Did we all catch a little backlash this uh, past Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We all, we all did. Yep. Very cool. Well, let's dig in. What do you guys, uh, what were you thinking? What was your, what was your match of the night? What was your favorites? 
Because there's only five to choose from. Ah, six. Which is crazy. That's uh, uh, yeah, that, but that works. What a what a small card. That's fine. I think everybody got like 45 minutes at that point. No, because it was still three hours. It was still three hours. It started but you know at how eight. They do. It started at eight. It was done before eleven. It was a it was a wonderfully paced show. Yeah, I think uh, there is a benefit to having a break in between matches, right? What do you mean? You know, like AEW, and rightfully so, because they only have four pay-per-views, so they get as much as they can in the one card. But that also leads to, like, one match right into the next, right into the next, right into the next, right into the next. There is a benefit, not too long of a break. You know, WrestleMania itself, obviously, with how big that card was and how much they had going on, uh, there was long breaks in between matches. WrestleMania Backlash was perfect. That break in between to show us like, you know, whatever, you know, the package for the next match or whatever sure. it may be. Uh, you know, by the way, I did upgrade Peacock so I don't have to deal with the commercials. I, got, Ooh, I, I was over nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, shout out to Xfinity and Comcast because it's actually only five bucks a month. Yep. Same with here. Comcast. So yeah. oh, okay. I just got rid of the commercials. That five um, bucks comes out of my PayPal and I'm like, it's worth it. It's worth it. I don't have to deal with those damn commercials during the pay-per-view. So <laughs> yep. it's actually just you know, wrestling promo or, you know, productions in between. I mean, you still get commercials, but it's not like it's, it's the wrestling commercials. When we got. watched WrestleMania and what was the commercial that they played every oh, single yeah, time the it was the Seamus yeah. uh, Snickers commercial. Yep. <laughs> every. Yep. Chuck yes, hates right. that commercial. That's Dude. not what you said when you're like, oh, no, here we go again. <laughs> here, we go. here we go again. And Look. we're back. <laughs> well, and it doesn't cut Snickers, off the show. Snickers has promoted WWE, much less WrestleMania. Right. So many times in the last 10 years, yeah. they've got to have like 50 different Snickers commercials. Oh, Play yeah. me a classic Snickers so, commercial. Yeah, God cool. damn it. That'd be cool to do. But I thought WrestleMania Backlash, it was it was perfectly paced. Everything about it, the breaks were just enough to get up, get yourself something to eat. Like realistically, that's how people watch. No yeah, one including, is sitting down. Including that huge break between the women's title match and then the final match. That was a great break. Oh, yeah, the, the Mad Cat Moss man. <laughs> no, there was a break. Yeah, there was a break. Nothing happened there. Right. Uh, <laughs> shout, out, <laughs> shout out to Baron Corbin. Um, Baron Corbin, that's why I said to... Uh, uh, um, uh, my brain uh fucking amy was sitting there with yeah. me and and watching it and she was like do madcap moss and baron corbin realize they're the piss match before the main event yeah and i'm like baron corbin's entire career has been the piss match before the main <laughs> event i have to say one thing i do love about baron corbin he has consistently been in that spot yeah he just embraces it he shows up to work yeah every week playing that dumb ass character it's had some moments uh, there have been moments where i was just a huge fan of what corbin was doing sure a lot of time i grudgingly respect the fact that he's going through whatever yeah. he's going through because yeah. Corb, happy Corbin and madcap Moss is our terrible characters. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. I, I think that both of these guys, madcap Moss looks like he's got like superstar down the line. Yeah. All but, over him. Right. But like we will never let him live down the suspenders. But he's yeah. got, yeah, wearing these re- and these ridiculous shorts. He's got to wear. Uh, yeah. It's so hard <laughs> to that, take it seriously. Music, the beginning of the music, the joke, joke. I'm like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. So, that so that over, I mean, we, we all sort of have agreed over time that, uh, WWE's style of comedy is not exactly uh, what sure. we, you know, like that's not the, the, the stand-up. Uh, Happy Corbin or Madcap Moss is not the stand-up I would be going to see. Right? No, it's, it's a it's a <laughs> no. little more carrot top than I like. But uh, <laughs> they go for it's so stupid that you can't help but laugh, right? right. Like look at the twenty four seven title picture. Look at our truth. Like yeah. it's just so stupid that you're like, oh my god. 
Like, especially when we have like a veteran like our truth or a Corbin doing shit like this. And we're just like, these guys, man, they get paid how much to do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think You're Corbin not- just embraces it and loves yeah. it. He's just like, Hey man, I go home to my wife. I'm a millionaire. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he, he understood very early, uh, why Dolph Ziggler continued to show up for right. work. Every day. He's like, Great Oh, I can be, right? I can be the Dolph Ziggler of my generation. Well, that's not a terrible no, place you make to be. Good money. You're always on the pay-per-view more times than not right. on the show. Uh, you know, another, and you know, He's not on this level, but that's how The Miz gained his respect, right? Sure, yeah. Because sure. a lot of people hated The Miz, and he showed up every week yeah. being this character. To the point that people disliked The Miz the most, like not talking like, oh, boo, we hate you, you're saying bad things, but actually disliked his work when he tried to be a face for like four months there. Oh, yeah. In like 2013, I think it was. And he tried to be a face, and people were like, no. I no. remember him trying to talk down Daniel Bryan from going up against the Fiend. And yeah. I was like, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> no, get out of here. So and, and that's, but he embraced being the heel that people legitimately hated both in and out of the company. Yeah. Showed up to work every week and people are like, dude, this guy's working his ass yeah. off. And just like that, we respect the Miz so much because the dude has been there every week for fucking, you know, 15 years at this yeah. point. So, I mean, there's a lot did that you, goes into it. Did you just watch the WWE Evil of About the Miz? No, I did not. Because that last <laughs> night, that was the last. We, instead of going through the season in the order they gave it to us, we basically cherry-picked which ones we wanted to do. Oh, sure. And the last one was The Miz, because Amy hates The Miz, but yeah. begrudgingly respects The Miz. Oh, yeah, you have to. That's that's <laughs> what makes him so great. you know. And that's, if he continues, that's what MJF will turn into 10 years from now. Sure. If he continues to show up every week and do this, you're going to hate this fucker, but you're going to be like, He's such a shows up every week, great worker, all that. So, That's the thing yeah. about those type of characters, though, is that as much as much as like in that one promo against Daniel Bryan, he mentioned the fact that like I wrestle a style that makes it so that I can be here every yeah. single week. Yeah. Um, uh, like when you're that style of character, you can get hurt because it's all in the talking. Yeah. Like when Randy Orton broke his collarbone right in the beginnings of his career and was just showing up on Raw every week to give us a smiling promo about like, yeah, I've got about 12% rotation right now in my collar. Doctors say I'm on a clear path. And we were like, I hate this stupid kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it works for the Miz too because think about when he got hurt, you know, on screen, whether it was legit or not, and yeah. they just wheeled him around in the wheelchair for yep. three months. Yep. You know, I had John Morrison do that. So, yep. yeah, it was it. But uh, WrestleMania Backlash, uh, again, the pace was great. I thought it was a legitimately solid show. I, I think everything about WWE, specifically Raw more than SmackDown, they've been on a solid run since WrestleMania. WrestleMania weekend was good. Uh, and I think, you know, everything going on, the, the one thing. You know, talking about WrestleMania backlash, I haven't been here in a few weeks. I feel like I wasn't even here for this switch. Um, the switch into the six man tag was weird. The six man tag itself was great. Uh, the I switch wanted, into that. I wanted to talk to you about that last week because I was yeah. like, because I know how much you are 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 speaking into the universe, the re the unification of titles, yeah. and putting the rosters back together. And there was like three days of news of like. Yeah, we're changing to a six-man tag. Yeah, we have no intention of putting the titles back together. Yeah, in fact, the draft is in September. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> people were furious. And yeah, I, I was like, there was a small percentage oh, of people Justin. who were like, "This is the last draw." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> wow, that was wow, an interesting last draw, <laughs> right? <laughs> of um, all the last straws there could be. Yeah, yeah, that 
it doesn't make much sense to me. I don't know how much I believe those reports, though, at least the other reports on yeah. that, because they're still talking about unifying the titles. What it seems like, and it doesn't make much sense, is they're dragging this unification of the titles sure. out, like all of them. The women's titles will be unified at some point. When? I don't know, because look how long they're dragging out the tag titles. We're going to be doing the one fall show me, and you are going to be in our 90s, and, and Justin's uh, <laughs> coming in here in a walker, and Justin will be like, they did it! <laughs> they finally put the titles I back together! I told you the rosters are coming back together! <laughs> On a long uh, enough timeline, everything Justin says will happen. Yeah, I don't, it'll be interesting to see. In my brain, as long as there's one world champion, why do we have two tag champions? Why do we have two women's champions? Uh, I don't know why they're dragging it out. It's definitely something that could have all been done at WrestleMania Backlash. Sure. And then we move on. I don't, but again, I'm not sure of the whole game plan and, you know, I remember everything going on. reading something about the fact that they, the reason they changed it to a six man tag is because they do not want to waste Roman Reigns on any of the pay-per-views that are not one of the like big four. Well, and I think, you know, Roman, everyone was worried about Roman Reigns leaving. He got this promo at a house show in like uh, Jersey or something. Yeah. And I it, thought was, that wasn't the UK show. I, th it, I think it was the UK show. you said that I may never be back here. Like, I legitimately don't know if I'll be back. Right. Oh, uh, okay. So people thought he was leaving, but what it sounds like is he, you know, he has a new deal, less appearances, but ba which basically means less house shows. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Whatever. He wants, he wants them Undertaker hours. I, not, not even. I, he'll be on TV every week, it sounds like, for the most, more times than not. It's mainly the house shows, and I, I'm, I don't hate it because you got to give him credit with how, how big of a star he's become. He's at just about every house show. You know yeah. what I mean? And he, that's not normal. You know, usually they rest their big guys for, for, you know, a lot of those house shows, and he's been at sure. just about all of them. Yeah. And one would think that he, he probably earned a lot of good uh, will from McMahon yeah. having to deal with COVID, yeah. which was crushing the company. But he specifically, with the cancer diagnosis and the high level of risk, right. still was coming out, you know. Yeah. Um, probably yeah. a reason that, you know, WWE – fairly early on got their act together you know we right. had the early outbreaks yeah which you know it was easy to um attack wwe when they had outbreaks but at that time uh you know wrestling fans were just ready to attack wwe for anything right. you know exactly and so yeah. uh i think when you look at the overall track record of the longer timeline they, they did a pretty nice job sure. and i think largely because they they wanted roman around i'll, yeah. I'll never and, forget and, and he and he showed up i think it was royal rumble when he, uh, him and Seth were going, was it Royal Rumble? I can't remember which one it was. Uh, he had, he went in the crowd during the match and, you know, stopped, put the mask on and then yeah. went into the crowd. Right. And that, that was, that was a solid way to go about it. Cause it, it, it added to his heel. You motherfucker. You don't, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. But it, it, it worked out for both causes there. But, uh, the six man tag was great. I, again, on paper, the six man tags. Awesome. I know they're going, they're leaning toward Roman and Drew, you know, it's Usos and RK Bro are still talking about unifying the titles. So this whole thing of them not unifying it, it's rare that they talk so much about something and not do it. It may not happen right away, right. Right. but it's going to happen at some point. They wouldn't be, RK Bro just came out last night on Raw and talked more about it. And they're going to be on SmackDown this week. I thought, so. I thought for sure when they came out and talked about it and then immediately went into a title match against the Street Profits, I'm like, this is a nail in the coffin. Yeah. The Street Profits are taking the titles and they are I not interested they, in unifying. They let uh, Montez hit his splash. I thought, fuck. This is it. Like yeah. I, I had that moment where I thought they were doing that. Yeah. Um, wonder you makes you wonder if they're the Usos. You know, are always great. RK Bro has been on fire, right? Like they've just been on this. Like yeah. it seems like each week, more and more people are getting on board with what they're doing. Right. Yep. 
and that maybe that's that's you know a straight up SummerSlam. Let's save this for SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah I guess we'll, it could be. Well, and money, you gotta keep in mind, money in the bank is a big deal this year too. Like yeah. July in general, like because SummerSlam is in July this year, which is very weird. That is at the end of July. I like that better. Yeah, I think it makes more sense. Yeah. I tend to, yeah, because it always feels like summer's kind of over by the time it rolls around. Yeah, oh, for sure. So and so th we have two big pay stadium pay-per-views for WWE in July because Money in the Bank is July 2nd. And oh. SummerSlam oh, and like is July. Four weeks later yeah. is SummerSlam. And Money in I the Bank I can't believe is they're waiting all through June to do, not do Money in the Bank and not just doing it, you know, in like, I don't know, four weeks. Yeah, I mean, because Money in the Bank is in Vegas at a big Allegiant Stadium, mm -hmm. and then they got... Uh, SummerSlam in Nashville at uh, Nissan Stadium, which is the Tennessee Titans football stadium. So, I mean, that's... Who plays at Allegiance in, in Las uh, Vegas? Raiders. It is the Raiders Stadium. It is yeah. the Raiders Stadium. Yep. They I, had... What did they have last year there? Was it... I think Mania. they did SummerSlam last year they there. They did SummerSlam there. Cody, yep. Cody cuts that... Uh, or has that commercial for, yep. the, for the Money in the Bank. And I which, think he mentioned... And let's talk about that, too, because he had mentioned in that commercial, um, you know, talk, you know pr promoting... One male, one female become money in the bank for a chance to main event WrestleMania. Yeah. People are harping on that yeah. specifically. I feel like we're diving a little too deep into that. Um, I don't think they're changing money in the bank at all. You don't think so? I don't think they're changing the concept at all. I, I don't think, think they would have put that line in there if they weren't like no, I, I think I think uh I think Vince and and Bruce Pritchard looked at the I, I think they're done with the complication of money in the bank. Like that's yeah, because well, it's such a great wild card. When it is it's done right. Oh it, yeah, that's it's why fun. I don't think I don't think so. But they've also proven, especially in the last two or three years, that like, look, we don't we don't want to have to work that hard. Yeah, they're so slapdash, and we like last year's was tr uh, debauch. Was last year was the one with uh, Otis, right? With Otis yes, and yeah, Miz yeah. And yeah. That was that was a little bit of a debacle. I, yeah, <laughs> I in fact, I wouldn't be surprised because wasn't last last year was the COVID one, right? So it was at WWE headquarters. Uh, two years ago, that we was, had, okay. we had was Money in the ago. Bank last year. Money in the Bank last year was the first event back in front of a live crowd. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking like Oscar won that Money in the Bank. And that then, was two years ago, yeah, and then Becky was... handed the title. Yeah, and then Otis won that one and lost it. Yeah, and between those two events, I wonder if they're like, yeah. I, th I think we're done with this Money in the Bank. I don't concept. think so. I think I, I if we just make it so. like the Royal Rumble and we just like, hey, you won Money in the Bank, so now you've got an entire year to know that when WrestleMania comes around, whoever's champ. You got him. I don't. I that would anyway, be. I think probably screwing themselves <coughs> over more, yes. right? Because he's yes. Vince McMahon is still prone to wanting to change things. Yeah. The, oh, one hundred percent. If you in July you say this person's going to be in WrestleMania headlining, and yep. then yeah. he, he decides that he's done with that guy, and he's actually on main event right. come WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Like, no, I can totally see this guy's going to mainline WrestleMania, and by September he's released. Let's talk about though. That's it though. Like real quick, Sean, if yeah, you don't yeah. mind. Uh, that's why I would be shocked and would make absolutely no sense from a business or writing perspective to do that. Because, A, you, the Royal Rumble is just not even important anymore, which why would you want to ruin that tradition? Money in the Bank is a fun wild card. Yeah, they've done some weird ones and, you know, Otis Oh, I'm, I love how so the on. Money in the Bank concept but, works, but I don't know that the people who are in charge of writing love how the Money in the Bank concept I works. Think, yeah, Money in the Bank, granted, it has been as around as long as uh, Royal Rumble. It's it's right up there with Royal Rumble. Of, like, we have to do this every year. Right. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, that's a long time to build someone as the main event of WrestleMania. Right. Like, you're... Outside of released or you get you know you're off on the guy injuries all that like that three it's one thing when they win in January and you're headlining in April that's three mm -hmm. months yeah you're asking for almost a full year 
Don't get hurt. Don't fuck up. Yeah. It, so you can main event WrestleMania. That's a lot to ask for in this business. I would be completely shocked if they change money in the bank at all, especially if it's just the winner goes to WrestleMania. I would be shocked. It would be one of the dumbest decisions WWE has ever made to their writing is to do that. You have something great here. You're ruining two big traditions by doing that. Money yeah. in the Bank and Royal Rumble. And in turn, WrestleMania. Makes absolutely no sense. I'd be shocked. Shawnee, go ahead with what you want to say. I, I, we, you know, this all came out of a Cody commercial. That Rhode Island crowd, again, loved Cody. And uh, two things about that. First off, I love that opening match. They bookended that show beautifully. Mm -hmm. uh, what an incredible opener. And you asked on the most recent pay-per-view pod, yeah. uh, JV Sports Talk uh, pay-per-view pod. Yeah, you hear, how you, you, um, you hear how you did that? I'm taking notes. Who, who is closer to a title, Rollins or Cody? Yeah. And I don't know the answer to that, but I will say it felt like those are two guys that if we saw them headlining WrestleMania next year, for whatever reason, sure. I would be here for. Yep. What a wrestling match. That, and that, man, the crowd loves yes. Cody. The, 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 like, as much as the AEW crowd hated Cody, yeah. the WWE crowd loves Cody. Well, mm -hmm. I, so I talked about that. You mentioned I talked about on the pay-per-view pod. First off, it, it's interesting because Cody has looked so much better. Because, listen, and it might just be me, he's really fucking good in the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, really, really good. He was good in AEW. Exactly, but it was hidden behind the bullshit, yeah. right? And that is not AEW's fault at all when I say this. His one month in WWE has already been way better than anything he's done in AEW. Sure. Period. Yeah. It is not AEW's fault. If anything, it's his fault. And I appreciate because he's actually been transparent about that in his promos, saying, I attempted to be a businessman. That didn't work out. Not what I want to do, right? Sure. Yeah. He's coming over to WWE. He had a great match with Theory last night. Like it's just it, his this thing with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, like Shawnee just said, is that you could put these guys on any Raw, any pay per view, and I'm gonna be happy. They're never gonna disappoint. It's like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. It's like so many others. They're that, the new Sheamus and Randy Orton. You I'm just a, play them every week. <laughs> well, it, at least we'll it, enjoy this, right? It, it did feel like these were two guys that are both potential heir apparents yeah. to Roman Reigns, and yeah. they felt legitimate to me. Yes. And it felt like not only my opinion was that they were legitimate, but the crowd felt they were legitimate. And I yeah. love that we're now – Rollins as a heel, I mean, I've always loved him as a heel, going back yeah. to the J&J &J security. He's area. way better as a heel. Very much so. Um, but, like, you remember there was that run where Rollins was getting booed as a main eventer, and, like, there was no way – like. Any anyone trying to boo that opening match was just going to get drowned out oh, because sure. the yeah. crowd was so hype, yep. and uh, and for good reason. I mean, but that thing that thing did seem like it went on for forty five minutes. That that match that did see that was at a one great point, but for good reason long solid one, wrestling yes. match. At one point, Amy was like, "This is still happening." Yeah, I'm like it's yeah, great. well, I mean, yeah. it's it's not bad. I honestly, I was thinking about this today, and I feel a little bit bad on a personal level because I am so checked out that even when things are great. I'm I'm checked out, man. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's on in That's the background, funny. but I'm not I'm not paying attention until I see the four or five people that I'm not checked out on. Then I'm like, oh, I want to know what's going on here. Sure. And that's fair. And I think it's it, that's easy because WWE has a smaller roster. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's not as much going on. So there's a good chance you only like three things out of it right because it's and a when the show portion, when you've got right? three hour shows to and you're, and you're waiting for like kevin owens well, to show up or you're waiting for what's going on with edge yeah. or you're waiting for this then like yeah. 
I mean, all right, I guess I'll sit through the next 45 minutes right. until I get to see Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan again. But Yeah, which we'll talk about that in a minute, too. Oh, sure. Uh, between Cody and Seth, too, uh, talk about who's closer to the title run. I personally said Cody, but it's not close. Uh, I think Cody will be in the title picture uh, in WrestleMania next year. Do you think he's the guy that dethrones Roman Reigns? I don't think it lasts that long. I actually do think, and it's probably going to take a couple matches, I think it's Drew McIntyre. You think so? I think Drew McIntyre is still, they still, and we've been saying this for a minute, they still want to give him his moment in front of a live crowd. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. two big stadium shows coming up this summer. Right. You could do it at either one. And he's been very vocal leading up into Backlash about the fact that like he wants to face Roman when they do the pay-per-view over right. over in the UK exactly. in the so, fall. So they got, you know, we have to get through Hell in a Cell in, at the beginning of June. You'll probably get a Drew Roman match there that has some shenanigans so we can do it again at Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is a big stadium show. That'd be a perfect spot to put the title on Drew. Uh, you know, and especially if Roman is going to take less time, you want to take the title off of them if they do it right instead of what they did with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so taking the title off of him, if he's not going to be there every week or be a little more part-time, that would make sense. How furious are you going to be if it's only one title? <laughs> Don't say if Roman's that. It's like, not gonna happen. If Roman's like, I'm all right, you. I'll face you at Money in the Bank because what happened in Hell in the Cell, but it's only for the Raw title. That's that's my point. <laughs> but they are still talking. They unify the tag title. There's there's no way. They, <laughs> unify one like none or all. Yeah. So if anything, it, the tag titles they may hold off the women's title unification because we might still have a draft in September. That's fine because of how long they're dragging out these. Because, Think about how long they're going to drag out the women's title unification, right? They don't want oh, to be yeah. too obvious of like one after the other. So they're going to unify the tag titles. A month and a half, two months are going to go by, and all of a sudden the women's titles are going to get you know start being talked about. And then that's going to take a couple months to get to that match. And then starting next WrestleMania season, that's when it's really going to be like, all right, we have one champion for each division. Right. Let's go back to you know. I think that's where we're heading. I don't think it should take that long, but it seems like that's the pace. <laughs> They're going with that. It felt weird that Bianca Belair didn't have a match at Backlash. Right. But uh, I thought the women's match was real good. If, if, I, if I had to pick a favorite, that was probably my favorite. Yeah, you know, I've said it before about Ronda Rousey. Everything I say about not wanting her to have a title, which I still don't, you know, I would have kept it on Charlotte, but it sounds like Charlotte's taking time off. They had, she, she had some fractured injury, which I would yeah. assume is staged. Um, Those kendo shot, like the Ronda Rousey kendo shot spots were pretty, pretty killer. And that's it with Ronda Rousey is because of where she came from. She can make shit look good. Yeah, She'll the, take the bruises up. were definitely uh, shoot. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I think it sounds like maybe she's going to have a baby. Yeah. Potentially her <laughs> and Andrade. Now, um, no, I think Ronda Rousey can make things look good. And I think that's what saves her with WWE fans. Because as much as you hate the fucking build because she has to grab a mic and talk and it's just yeah. sure. cringe. Sure. How did you cringe when she grabbed the mic in the match? Yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> I forgot it was the I quit, right? Like, so yeah. she's grabbing it to make her say I quit. But yeah. if she grabbed it, I'm like, no. Is she going to give a terrible promo in the middle <laughs> yeah. of a good Don't match? That. Like, that's a really bad Don't idea. Don't do that. You're ruining a good match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But she makes the, you get to the pay-per-view, and the match more times than not is solid with her because she can sell. She can, she can take a bump. 
and that just adds to it, especially in the women's division because, you know, the women's division continues to evolve. And when you see them get a little more physical like that, that's not as, you know, it doesn't happen as often. Right. So when Charlotte and Ronda are getting as physical as they got there, it's like, holy shit. And that ending was a great way to end it. That was a, it being Mother's Day, she's a new mom doing it that yeah, way. Yeah, that was cool. Solid. Solid way to end it. I, you know, we have a potentially face Lacey Evans coming back and she's what the fuck is that yeah like i look i respect assuming it's all true which it is from what i've known whether it's true or not like how do you make the things she's saying part of your character yeah like that's rough and that's gonna be rough it's rough to go that deep and real because it's gonna be rough if fans don't if she doesn't get over with the fans. Yeah. So you have someone coming out telling these stories like this. If she's getting booed out of the building, how bad is that gonna look? That she's talking yeah. about the abuse that her father. It's and like this when and Roman that. came back and it's like, are you really gonna boo the guy that just beat cancer? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like, so that's rough to go into, and I don't know how I feel about a Ronda Rousey Lacey Evans match. I don't know where else you go. Yeah. I don't know where else they go because Sasha has the tag title. That was something that I wanted to ask too, is that now that Ronda's the champion, like who on SmackDown is she going to face? Well, she's going to go back after the man, right? Uh, Maybe. She's on on Raw. Her and Asuka are going at it. Right. So, I mean, so maybe, you know, Lacey could be a good, just step over but again you go back to man you're having this poor girl because they haven't spill her life out just to get squashed by ronda i don't know about that well I'm, I'm just trying to think of like who are the heels in the women's division on smackdown it's like you haven't seen shotzi in months yeah uh you haven't built xia Lee. no i i think natalia shayna natalia I, that I, would be interesting to have shayna turn on ronda and let those I, two the go only, the only that would be a fun match that'd be the fun. only way i want to see that is if the two of them you know agree that it's like let's let's nearly shoot this yeah like which i feel like they're really really, let's really (laughs) really sure they would they're both pretty fucking crazy right based on their just attitudes and life that was the one thing about watching uh ronda versus uh versus charlotte i was like man like these are two people i would not want to be in the same room with because i think they're both kind of ass i I, okay let me say this i don't think i get the impression i i don't don't know i get the impression they're both kind of assholes based on how I judge myself, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, so are you even saying stories you see a, we've heard. So yeah, are you saying exactly. you see Based a lot of yourself in Ronda Rousey? I occasionally see myself <laughs> wow. behaving in a way. As Ronda right, when, I, when I see what they're saying, yes, uh, outside of the ring, I'm like, it takes you, gives you an out of body experience. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, but man, they, I thought they put on an excellent match, and I did. I, I did come up. And I, the reason I defend Ronda is that I did. I watched her arc. One of the very few times that I was watching UFC sure. on a regular was just before she got the title and then through her title reign. Okay. So I really got to see her as a shoot fighter. And at with fighters, I've always just sort of, and this is, I guess, perhaps um, just wrong of me, but I've always sort of ignored what fighters say in the real world. Sure. My, my thought has uh, always been they spend all their time in the gym or getting their head punched. So like, <laughs> sure. these are not people that I'm looking for to have the most well-balanced views on the world, sure. you know? Uh, and, um, you know, Rhonda has uh, political views that are- Troublesome. Diametrically opposed to mine. <laughs> and I, I get that. But uh, I just, I, I sort of, uh, the ring work, I have a, a fondness for because 
coming man coming up in the UFC. I mean, she really put the women on the map in, yeah. in fighting. I mean, yeah. she got the paychecks up, up, right. up, Right, well, and that's not to say that there weren't plenty of very talented women's fighters. It's just that until her, there wasn't somebody that they could galvanize an entire division yep, around. get that mix uh, of, of, you know, uh, woo, uh, wooing the, the ticket-buying public. Right. And, you know, you see that in wrestling still. Um, I think that's a little bit to AEW's detriment is they, they, they're they not exactly sure how to put on a great women's match sure. that – yeah, it's just with the exception of buried like, in all the men's matches because that's where the money is still. With the exception of Britt Baker, they don't have much of a division to, to once again yeah. galvanize. And even Britt, and even Britt has some serious flaws too. That, For sure, you know, yeah. yeah. I feel like Ruby Riot has been underutilized. Hopefully, we so. get to see a nice run here. Right. Yeah, you um, know, and they gotta watch Thunder Rosa's promos. Not to dive too deep into AEW yet, but they gotta watch her promos and her saying she's elevated the women's division. And you're yeah. throwing things out there in like the women's division that's unfairly criticized. I think she threw out there last week, and I'm just like, unfairly? No, you guys aren't that right. Great. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah because <laughs> you either got you've either got women's wrestlers who are really great, or women's wrestlers are very green. Right. But the thing about a good leader, and I'm not saying she is, right. but the thing about a great leader is you maybe throw something like that out there so that when the detractors come at you, yeah. you figure out what's in the detractors' minds, and then you work your ass off sure. to make sure that they no longer have that argument. And, yes. and Thunder Rosa sure. does seem like an organized thinker in the way that she would want to try to achieve that now. For sure. It's taking an awful big bite. Very you know, so. Is yeah. that enough to chew? Uh, you know, I, 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 of course... Love Thunder Rosa. Yes. But uh, my buddy who comes over to watch uh, AEW with me every week, he doesn't get it. He's yeah. just not, he's not here for it. And I, you know, got to respect uh, yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle with her. Mm -hmm. There's some weeks I, I'm really into her and some weeks I'm like, Gosh, she just doesn't have it for me. I'm back and forth. As yeah. for Ronda and her next opponent, I mean, I think it'll be, you know, a couple squash rivalries, whether it is a Shotzi, uh, uh, your Carmella or Zelina, one of them, since right. they're not tag champions. Uh, I think the next big feud, if they're not unifying the women's title soon, is uh, is probably Sasha, even though she is a tag champion. Right. You know, they move those tag titles like nothing. Yeah. So they could throw those on someone else, and, you know, just like that, you have Sasha. Unless they give us a swerve of Shayna going at Ronda, which I would not be mad at. I would be very no, happy if they be, did that because that would be it would fantastic. elevate Shayna finally. I mean, she's been so underutilized. Yes, we've said, so. We've all said that. Over and over and over again, and I think the general wrestling community thinks, I, yeah. whatever this is again, a Vince McMahon. It seems to be a Vince McMahon thing, right? Where he just he understands, and, and I will hand him credit. He's you know the the lord of this industry over yes. the, forever. So maybe he sees something that we don't see. Yeah. Right. I tend to believe that sometimes you know he's looking at things and. You know, well, and there's he, been he, plenty. Just, just sell them tickets, bro. Right. right, like this is what we want. Give it to us, and then move on if you want to. Right. Uh, let's. There's been plenty of examples too of him going. I don't get it, but it's working. Right. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. One thing that I want to bring up too that you gotta love is Judgment Day. I do. My God. I do. It's it's not exactly spooky bullshit. It's enough. but it's right on the cusp of it. I love. I didn't get it until. The pay-per-view, the way Edge's Titantron works. Okay. Because it's just like these weird purple angel wings. And at first I was like, there's not even like a name or anything on that. But then when they shoot him correctly, it's like he's got 
the wings. These giant evil yes. wings. Uh, Except like, for they did not shoot it correctly on this paper. Nope. <laughs> nope. They, they, they didn't get what you're really going for. The production crew doesn't know The guy was off to through. the left to go on at an angle, and yeah. you just saw the big gap in the wings. And I was yeah. like, what do you got? This, Come like, on, you, man. This whole damn thing, and you can't. Like, oh, you Set of the shot, man. <laughs> Set of the shot. Yeah, no. uh, yeah but, no, I yeah, love yeah. it. Having Rhea Ripley in there. It's super exciting. I, I didn't notice on Sunday that her pants had her brutality white on one of the legs. I just saw black pants. Yeah. And then when they replayed it on Monday, I was like, oh, of course it was her. Because I was just watching the way the person in the hoodie was moving. Me and I too. was like, that is Rhea. That's 100% Rhea Ripley. The way she's just jumped on the apron and got in the ring, that is Rhea Ripley. Yeah, 100%. I went back and forth because a lot of people want Tommaso Ciampa in there too, which I think we're on. Although he kind of paired up with Miz yesterday um, on Raw going against Mustafa Ali, but Tommaso Ciampa would no, make a Mustafa, lot of No, Mustafa, you can't have your release, but we can put you in a very strange lower card feud with The Miz. He's <laughs> it's very weird because he's en almost enjoying it because like he posted his own video of him fucking you know, doing this whole... Uh, it was against Theory. Yeah. A promo of him doing all this crazy shit against Theory and wanting a U.S. title. So I'm like, he seems to be enjoying himself. I don't know, like, yeah, as long as he's drawing a good paycheck... And he does not hate what he's doing. More good, power good to on him. him. I did see something. I can't. I wish I could find so I can shout out the user. Someone on Twitter said for Hell in a Cell, add Tommaso Ciampa to Judgment Day because that would make a ton of sense too. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, be mad at that. And you have an eight-person tag match at Hell in a Cell, which would feature Edge, Damian Priest, Tommaso Ciampa, and Rhea Ripley against AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Mustafa Ali, and Liv Morgan. See, I was just, as Give soon as that. it happened on Sunday, I was like, I cannot wait for this mixed tag us uh, three oh, on three. Oh, it has, and that's I, I cannot would take wait that for too. this thing. I would take Liv that too. Morgan, Liv Morgan on Twitter was that bitch. I I am so Liv Mor put a title on that girl. Liv Morgan is so damn good, and I think with with her having her and Rhea do a singles match once would be solid. And I think you need to do that Edge and Damian versus AJ and Finn tag match. That should have been WrestleMania backlash. Ed Edge and AJ were good. It got Rhea in. Yeah. You could have done the same thing by making that a tag match. And I just mean, put you, Finn and Damian if in If you match. draw this out long enough, then you can just do a Survivor Series match. Yeah. That would be fun You're talking November, hell. though, bro. That's yeah. a lot. It's a long time. That's a, a long time. This ain't AEW over here, okay? Jericho Appreciation Society <laughs> and Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz have been going out at it since 2019. So <laughs> They have not. <laughs> Feels like it. Fuck. You exaggerating uh, bastards. They <laughs> have not. So uh, I kind of liked Almost versus Really? Bubby. <laughs> I like I like I like that Bobby's getting a face run. I don't know if he's gonna be able too. to pull it off. I, he should change up his gear a little bit. He should lean, yeah. I think, into his his military. I don't mean like wear military gear, but lean into that all American thing instead of just going with the red and the black. He just starts wearing jorts and uh and, and dog tags like John Cena. <laughs> He's just, John just straight up John Cena in it. Or steals uh, saluting uh, at the top of the ramp. Steals that long ass jacket that Cody tried to uh, oh, get oh, over right. with at yep. AEW. Yep. Um, yep. Big giant Uncle Sam hat. Uh, but, um, <laughs> with a tattoo on the neck that MVP Jim, is that deserted Jimmy him, Waller so he He's gotten the eagle from the Muppets as his new manager. <laughs> Almost tells good stories with his face. I will give him that. Yeah. He'd make good facial features. Right. Uh, you know, the giant thing is silly. It's silly on both sides. Um, yeah. 
the 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 feller in AEW does move pretty well. That'll last about three weeks. Is that what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I th- Omos, I can't can't buy it. I'm with you on this story. I'm okay with it because Bobby Lashley and MVP are putting on a good story. Yeah. It'll be interesting because they're putting Lashley and Omos in a cage next week on Raw. I have Lashley spear that fucker through a cage. Oh, that'd be fun. Let, yeah, he did it to Omaga way back yeah, in the day, and it was really cool. If Omos can take that, then maybe I'll start to get over with him mm-hmm. or were, you know, do something like that. Were you watching when the Great Kelly was wrestling? I was. I've been what, watching what did since you the year 2000. What did so. you think of the Great Kelly? Uh, I thought it was horrible. Yeah, like, no, it, it was. It is. It's it's it's. This is the great Kali all over again. This dude, Omos can, Omos can move much better yeah, than the great Kali. That's can. not saying much though. No, especially well, because the athleticism in athletes in WWE today ten times better than what we saw in two thousand six, sure. two thousand seven. Kali was fighting the Undertaker more times than not back then. Yeah, compared to a Bobby Lashley or anyone else, much quicker. You know, than Taker, all of that, right? I will say this for Omas: if he falls down, he can get back up. Ali could not get back. No, up. No, he couldn't. He would struggle, grab for the ropes and everything. Oh, I think the worst pay per view I ever saw. There was one, one somewhere in the last two years that I've forgotten. I know there was one I'm that sure. was just like blanketly awful. Right, sure. but. Uh, Man, the the Punjabi prison match. Yeah. It, was, it was this, the same year was that it the one um, that Kali was supposed to be in, but then he couldn't make it, so they had to sub the big show in. No, no, he showed up. He just like walked like towards the side of the cage. I don't think yeah. he was actually in it. Uh, he was there for a pop. But that, that, oh, that had, wasn't that the gender match? It, had, it was. Yes, yeah, it, he helped yes. gender. Yep. Yes. It had also Rusev and Cena doing the flag match, which was the, like the worst match I've ever seen. That was, yeah. It was, was like the like that I, whole pay-per-view I was, was a mess. I was on a vacation. I was having a great time. And they ruined I stopped it. in a hotel to watch it. that, and I was like, "What is, what is this? What is this?" <laughs> it was yep. so bad. Yeah, Kali had a couple Punjabi prison matches. Did he? he did with, <laughs> oh, they he were did, all terrible. He did with Taker, and then he did with Batista. Yeah. During his run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean Kali was horrible. Omos is horrible. This guy just doesn't have it. He can't cut a promo. He, you know, he struggles in the ring. He struggles to to sell. I think he's rough around the edges, but I see, I see potential. I see potential, but to put MVP with him, man, like. I tried to, I tried to sell that this isn't a terrible match to our friend Elizabeth, and her response was. Middling at best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. That's, but here's my thing, though. The fact that we're still having this conversation, Omos spent a whole year with AJ Styles. Your potential should have started to come out at the end of that tag team no, when he because, turned on AJ. No, because AJ did all the work. No, he, yeah, but my Omos point is, stood on the apron you and then tagged that, in to like, throw somebody. But I you think everybody used, is going to do all the work. But you, most of all, most of yeah, and that's the problem because <laughs> yeah. you could have used that year where AJ was doing most of the work to work with Omos to get that potential out. So by the time that you broke them up, he was ready to be whatever you think he can be. This guy isn't new; he's new to MVP, he's new to a singles run, but he had a whole year with AJ Styles, and he's gotten no better on anything. And, you know, it's great for Bobby Lashley. It's yeah. a great singles face run for Lashley. Lashley and MVP always – MVP can make anything. He's – you know, if Paul Heyman didn't exist, we'd say he was the best thing going when it comes to a manager in wrestling right now. That's fair. And, you know, MVP can tell any story just like Paul Heyman can. Yeah, he's very, very good. And the thing about Bobby is that 
He's got an element of aw shucks to him, despite being this just, I mean, as a heel, he just, lo- I mean, he looks like he could destroy anybody. Yeah. Yeah. He's so yoked up. We know he's got a, a, an MMA background, yeah. like a military guy, Lit- legitimately probably one of the tougher guys, you know, definitely top 2% in the world. Yep. Um, but he, if you listen to him in, in shoot interviews, if you can find him, he's got this sort of aw shucks sort of side to him, and that's where they need to figure out how, for this baby face side, how to tap into that without going too far into silly, which seems to always be where Vince drops the ball on these things. Um, I I, I just, he's one of those guys who's been around for so long and has just never really gotten, at least in the, you know, seven or eight years that I've watched in the second half of his career, he's never, I would like to see him really get a shot to win over the crowd and to run with it for a little bit um, where it feels like he's actually, getting a chance right. i know he's held the belt but it sort yeah. of felt like well, here giving, you go giving him like affection like the hurt business feels like that was like the closest it's come to like yeah but that was heel bobby lashley yes. right yeah, but the, still it's like here's something cool that everyone yes. can latch on to yeah. is yeah. He, he's the centerpiece of well, this faction and honestly now's the time you can bring a face hurt business together because yep. you have mvp who said fuck you cedric alexander and shelton benjamin you have MVP paired up with this giant man. Right. Have him beat the hell out of Bobby next week. And that gives you plenty of match, like three-on-one matches yes. where Omos can, can look like a monster. Right. And the, I mean, you have Bobby have a reason to go back to Cedric and Shelton to team up together to take on this big man. Like, that makes sense mm-hmm. right there. But, you know, whether or not they'll go that route, it, 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 again, it's given Bobby Lashley a legit chance because the closest thing to a face run that he's had was probably 6 7 he had the ECW title, which yeah. was whatever, and you had that horrible Vince McMahon feud. Don't even <laughs> want to talk about the do rag. And, and then you have the he, he, that was buried by John Cena. You had him go yeah. against John Cena. Cena beat him once at a pay per view, right. and that was it. And then you know Bobby, his run was just shut down right there. Right until he came back, you know, several years later. So, well, I think we've pretty much covered the WWE. I think so. Yeah, for this week. So let's move on to the other big company, and that is AEW. Yeah, yeah. Um, last Wednesday's Dynamite, I had talked to a couple of people that said that it may have been the worst episode of Dynamite they'd ever seen. And I'm like, really? Because I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, that's, listen. They do have a high bar. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we've started to, I think that 2022, we've started to see, you know, the level, the the sort of, um, I mean, I still watch every week. I'm still a huge fan. Yeah, me too. But even as a, a, you know, an unabashed mark, I will say, I feel like they're finally like, okay, Tony's, the, the 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 angelic glow of Tony Khan has started to ebb, and you know we're sort of hitting a run of the mill wrestling show. Wow. The ratings aren't looking great, despite no. all these huge ac- uh, acquisitions. Yeah, that's which all, that's probably super not great troubling. news for him. So here here's where I'm gonna get at, and you know, first off, I do not think AEW their Dynamite was one of the worst episodes. In fact, I enjoy those episodes when you just tell a story. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you just kind of move things forward a couple yes. inches. Yes, because and you guys make fun of me because oh you're big on storytelling and all that and you know that's fine. When you sign up to be a weekly TV show, you're signing up to tell me a story. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, and I feel like the issue with that AEW has and why AEW fans and AEW marks that aren't as smart as Shawnee get upset when oh this is the worst dynamite. You kissing his ass for what are you because of what he just said (laughs) because of what he just said he admitted he's a mark but he you know he's realistic 
the issue they have is that AEW, we're starting to see the issue that I always had, and that is when we had every week a new debut, a huge match, a, a huge moment, a huge something. That is not sustainable. It's just not. And what happens is you set the bar way too high to the point that when you stop doing it, people, and you stop just listening to whatever the fans want you to do and just do it, and whoever the fans want you to sign and just do it, people start to check out on you, Be, at least the marks. And that's why the ratings go down. That's why, oh, this, this Dynamite was horrible. Why? Because no one debuted? Right. Because no one returned? Because we didn't have a ladder match? Because we didn't have this? They just told a fucking story? You know what I mean? Like, WWE wins in the ratings. When's the last time we had a, a ladder match on WWE, on a, a TV show? Right. You know what I mean? When you have to just tell a, a quality story. Those moments have to feel special. Mm -hmm. And when we're getting those moments over every almost, almost every week, they don't feel special. Too much of anything is not good. And if I'm getting a, a random ladder match just because, the ladder match doesn't feel special. When everyone, someone's debuting every week... The debut doesn't feel special. I don't even talk about how big the roster is. I don't care about that anymore. It's the fact that now they're getting to a point. They, Tony Khan listened to the fans way too much. And look, I will go back to what Vince McMahon said in the Pat McAfee interview and say what you will about Vince. He's right about this in business. A, you will never win listening to the fans. You just won't, especially when you have a weekly TV show. If you that's just a, That's it, a wild opinion to have. But it's true. If you do whatever the fans want, you won't win. You just won't. Because, perfect example. When Seth Rollins was telling his story about who he's facing at WrestleMania. Granted, I know you're checked out, but those that are still watching WWE, you go on Twitter. What happened every week for four straight weeks leading into WrestleMania? I'm watching tonight because tonight's the night Cody's showing up. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cody doesn't show up. And there, but Seth says just enough mm -hmm. to get you to think he's showing up next week. You bitch about the fact that he's not showing up. You're pissed off he didn't show up. It makes no sense. But guess what? I can't wait to watch next week because next week's the week that he's showing up. And then you don't show up. And that's exactly it because here's the truth about most wrestling fans. Get as pissed off as you want, you're watching next week. I promise. Well, and if I you would just, if you give the fans, if you just give everyone what they want, we want to see a ladder match. You know what? We're going to schedule a ladder match. We well, want to see this person show up. You're... You're not gonna. You're I not would, going to. I would say that one of the things that they did last week that people were very unhappy with was exactly what you're saying: is not giving the fans what they want in Julia Hart and the House of Black. Yeah, make it like work. they moved the once again they moved the story forward by inches. That's fine, but it didn't happen last That's week. Fine. And that AEW fans are upset because they're used to just getting what they want. Right. Because AEW right. did that for way too long. They asked them to sign a superstar. They signed them. They asked them to push this guy. They give him a title. We want a ladder match. You got that match just because. AEW was trying too hard, and there's nothing wrong with being this company, this type of company, but then you should go be it. When they became a weekly TV show, they were still trying to be a company that just has these big shows just because. Mm. Right? Well, and at the that same time. That just has these random pay-per-view shows at these big stadiums. If you want to go do that, go do it. But it's a whole different world when you're doing a weekly TV show. But at the same time, you, you, we all know that they only do like four pay-per-views a year. Right. So if we only do like middling shows and we don't do any special matches for like four months until we hit a pay-per-view... You're talking four no months. going to show you're up. You're talking four months. They haven't gone more than two weeks without doing something crazy. 
settle it down. These fans are spoiled. Yes, it's the spoil. You're creating a, a certain percentage of your fan base, which are going to be so spoiled, they're going to become insufferable. And, yeah. and, and, and it's and not I think working we saw it kind because of with the Cody, ratings are right? not great. Right. Kind of with Cody, where it was like they basically ran him out of the company uh, when he's obviously a valuable check yeah. to the right person. Right. Yeah. Um, and I it's think, not working. I think, and you're going to hate this example, but I think Cody moving from AEW to WWE is is going from being a... a a small fish in a large pond to being a large fish in a small pond. There's a little bit of that as far because they as cut far, the, the as roster far so as, much. As far as roster level, size, yeah. As no, as far as like level of talent and consistency of match. When you've got Cody in a company with a Sammy Guevara and a CM Punk and Red Dragon and Adam Cole and others, there's there's a hundred fish in this pond, right? And they're all just as good as you. But it's more about the quantity than it is the quality. Because, again, as much as, you know, rant and rave about AEW, they have a ton of great talent. Nothing I say about AEW has any reflection on the talent. The matches are great for the most sure. part. The stories are great for the most part. It's the writing. It's the production. It's the mindset behind it that where the issues come in for me. It's, it's more about the quantity than the quality with Cody Rhodes going over there. Because, again, say what you will, the ratings aren't great. The numbers aren't great oh, for sure. AEW, right? WWE is still bringing in numbers. WWE is still selling out big stadiums. Why? Because as much as we, you know, there's not as many people, we bitch about the releases, we bitch about this, that, and the other. They know how to put on a weekly show. They know how to, to keep people intrigued, even if you're pissed off. That's part of being a wrestling fan. You hate what you see sometimes, but so you want to show up next week well, and see what, you know, and see if they finally get you what you want. And if you don't, okay, maybe next week they will. Okay, maybe next week. And there's enough high quality in WWE to keep people intrigued, right? The Seth Rollins of the world, the Drew McIntyre's, Roman Reigns, the best thing wrestling has been, had, one of the best things wrestling has going for the last year and a half. The quality is huge there. So it's more about the quantity because AEW has so much going on that Cody is able to shift to WWE. Yes, there's less people over there, but Cody, it isn't just, Cody isn't shining just because there's not a lot of people there. Cody is good. I'm not saying Cody's not good, but I'm saying that Cody was as good as 18 other people on right. the other show. And when he came over here, he's as good as about yeah. the the top eight people on the show. Right. So it's much easier to shine. Yeah. In a, yeah, I think that I, I I I like what you're saying in terms of this whole. Not only did he give the fans what he want, but they gave Twitter what they want. And as much as I. Uh, agree with the values of the Twitter yeah. uh, movements leading up, you know, prior to Elon Musk buying it. Um, <laughs> Fair. The it's a lot of people who are just like I've screamed and got my way every step of the way. Yep. Sure. And I, I think the centrist in me, both politically and as a wrestling fan, says at some point. This is going to lead to bad things for everybody, yeah, uh, right? Yeah. Like, it's great that we've created these incredible safe spaces, but at some point, the world is just not safe. And right. if you right. only have known safety because you worked to 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 get that, right? The universe doesn't cooperate, right? Like, sometimes there's a tidal wave, or there's a right. tornado, right. or there's some lunatic across the planet with a nuclear weapon, like. Right. It's it's weird and um, the idea though that uh, 
Okay, I agree with everything you're saying, but I will also say uh, Claudio Castagnoli uh, has started a posting that is uh, Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I can't wait to see where... I, I, I will watch Impact Wrestling if that's where well, he shows Sam- up. Samoa Joe has a wild card uh, in that tournament, yeah. which seems like and that's so does where we're going to go. And so does Britt. So who who do we got yeah, available for know. that? In the women's side, that might be a New Japan. Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai is such That'd a good be, professional wrestler. The, the, I have no issue with them adding the women's division because like, no, I don't no, care how need, many they, they need still. it. Yeah, they, yeah. Bring it on. Bring all that on. Yeah, right. Men's yeah. side, I would like that wild card to be within. Again, you guys, I, I, maybe, I wouldn't um, be mad at Miro. Rusev, yeah. They, yeah. Oh. Miro, Miro, yeah. Miro and uh, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Couple, Haas, uh, Haas matches are that. fun. Yeah. I like Give Haas matches, especially in AEW where they've gone so much to the flippy guys, right? Yep. yep. Love them all. But there is something when we had um, when we had Suzuki uh, and Joe was just <laughs> oh, meaty men slapping meat, man, yeah, and yeah, that's what you get out of Miro and Joe. Fantastic. But when we had the murder bird uh, against um, Wardlow, uh, yeah, Wardlow, yeah, like that was a, they that got was Wardlow a, looking fucking great when he did that that uh, Hurricanrana yeah, to open yeah. the match. I was like. <laughs> Bro, oh, you can do that too. Like, <laughs> I should have kept that in your back pocket, man. Because I, I was like, that was that, that was a did that just happen moment? Yes. I mean, yes. I, I, that's, I, I that's a young thinking about it now. I am like, did I really see that? Did the match? Did the bell ring and he just charged across the ring like a bat out of hell and did a, a, a hurricanrana? That is a young Paul White doing moonsaults on WCW Nitro. <laughs> oh and you're like, what? Yeah, that was. <laughs> That was something else. I thought William Morrissey looked real good too. I th- I, I'm not. I'm. Not, thought, I'm glad Enzo didn't show up. I am. I am very happy that when the crowd started chanting "We want Enzo," he recognized the disrespect <laughs> when and, he did the dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was like. The disrespect, but also the the majority of fans that were like, "No, we don't." I'm like, "Thank you." Oh yeah, yeah no. It was yeah, that perfect. was fun. That was Thank fun. Thank you. And he he looks ripped as hell. I mean, yeah, I think he does that look ripped, yeah. uh, all indications are that his, um, you know, I'm he was in, uh, certainly emotionally immature. Something that I recognize, yeah. uh, something I still struggle with. But then he had the alcoholism. So yeah. let's hope that between those two things, I mean, he's certainly a guy that if there was even a hint that he was abusive or he was just an asshole, right. you know, even if it's just in the locker room. This guy's hard to be around. He should probably go, right? Like, he's, I would assume that he's on a very short leash yeah. about those things because the stories were pretty ugly, right? Like, he put his yeah. hands on Carmella, on Carmella. Yeah. And backstage. And, uh, you know, I, I think we've probably all seen that mostly in high school, which is indicative of things. But, like, right. you know, was, uh, you know, like, no weight. Like, yeah, that's inappropriate. You can't do that. Right. Like, right. respect, you know, yeah. no matter how small the infraction is, you don't put your hands on other people yeah. unless you're in a professional wrestling sure. match. <laughs> um, true. So I totally get that, and I, I would think that he's on a very short lease. He's a guy that uh, um, a little more than Enzo, and it's not even because of the outside of the ring stuff. Um, I, someone recently I heard say something about Enzo had been exonerated. I have no idea. Um, I, I remember that when he got, it was a, he said, she said thing. It was right. a lot. It, it seemed really messy. Um, it seemed very hard to get to the bottom of it. I think the bigger problem was, is that if you've ever heard Enzo talk, at least up until a year or two ago, 
I don't know if he's changed. If you've ever listened to him talk in a shoot interview, he's an insufferable asshole. <laughs> uh, right. I think that that's the bigger problem for Enzo. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I think that's probably the biggest reason why you've not seen him anywhere other than like you know maybe a GCW show here or there. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think William Morrissey definitely has, like you're saying, he's got a short leash, but it's a much longer leash. Well, that people are willing to give him a second chance. Well, I think allegations obviously have been, you know, thrown out to a lot of different wrestlers for different things. And, you know, for the most part, they let things play out, whether we like it or not. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with your reputation in, in the locker room. Look yeah. at Riddle, right? Riddle and Randy Orton loves that dude, right? Go watch Randy Orton's interview on the Pat yeah. McAfee yeah. show. He genuinely loves Riddle, right? So Riddle has a good rapport in that locker room that we're going to let things, I know he just got his divorce and everything, but we're going to let things play out. We're going to keep you around, right? Theory's another one that, you know, Theory had allegations against him. Oh, Look yeah. at the push Vince McMahon gives him. It's the report in the locker room that, you know, allegations, like you said, whether or not exonerated, whether it's, you know, mm -hmm. true or not, mm -hmm. we'll let that play out. When you're an asshole like Enzo, right. they're looking for a reason to let you go. Like you're right. basically walking on eggshells, and the second you got any allegation, get rid of it. You're not worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Enzo was on, and, and Stone Cold loves Enzo. Uh, at least he did. Right. Uh, but he was on Stone Cold's show, and for whatever reason, like I said, Stone Cold loved him. But, like, if I remember correctly, I don't remember any of the details, but I do remember, like, he basically was like, yeah, Triple H called me into his office, and that guy's an asshole too. And I was like... You're the only person. Like that was when NXT was at its height. Like yeah. you, you are such a narcissist that you think that anyone who doesn't let you do exactly what you want whenever you want right. is an asshole, which means that you are the asshole, which makes sense why he got in trouble with women. Right? right? Like even if he did even if he was a perfect gentleman, but he was a fucking total asshole. <laughs> right. like, like at some point people are like, you know what, the only way to combat such narcissism is to figure out a higher power somewhere to punch you in the nuts. And it feels like that sort of has been Enzo's thing, where he's just like, yeah, the whole world doesn't realize that I am the greatest. Like, okay, Putin. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just a weird, weird attitude. I'm glad you brought up higher powers punching mm. people in the nuts. Oh. Because uh, we got another, just an, a, a mo movement, just a little inch worth of movement out of... Danhausen and Hook on on Rampage now, see, that's last week. The perfect place for Rich Uncle Tony to give the fans exactly what they want. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? Like it's sort of a, a mid-card sidebar thing. Maybe one day, who knows? They sell so many t-shirts that it has to be a championship situation. But right. in the meantime, like this is where you give the fans exactly what they want. Yeah, and right. then at the top of the card, you make them guess, right? You make it so that you have to tune in to to, to figure out to see what you're gonna get. Um, and hopefully he finds that level. Tony really, yeah, I, I totally get what uh, Justin is saying. He really needs to figure that out. And I think he probably needs to, I get the long-term storytelling, but I love, like I'll watch just someone doing several matches on the indie scene and yeah. follow the weird sure. stories they're telling across, you know, six different indies. Sure. Um, you know, that's not, um, it's sort of, it's not advanced. Like you have to be a rocket scientist, but you right. have to watch a shit ton of matches to, find those nuances right you know? yeah. and you have to be looking for the carny nuances a lot of people aren't never going to do that that's just not why they're here for professional wrestling exactly yeah. and 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 tony i think um 
I, we had an argument ages and ages ago sure. where I was like, hey, this is long-term storytelling because if you remember in year one, they did this. Right. Well, most people aren't, you, you know, they're not, I think that's they're not why, keeping that chalk. They don't know sure. what happened I think in the that's third week of August. Up, you brought up that the, like, the ratings are not good. And I think that's what it is, is that they are focusing on a demographic that WWE does not focus on. I think it's it's more of the fact that Tony Khan has the wrong mindset to be in the position he's in. He just does, mm -hmm. right? You appreciate the fan in him. You appreciate the passion. That's great. But this is still a business. A small example, and I'm not saying this specific example is the issue, but a small example of where his mindset is. Somebody, and I'm sure you may have seen this, a random fan had tweeted out that AEW should bring back the crowd lighting up during their shows. And Tony Khan retweeted that and said, you know what? Great idea. We're going to do that. Small example, I'm not saying that specific thing, the lighting is the issue, but the issue is that mindset. Mm -hmm. Right. He is living on Twitter. He yep. is paying way too much attention to what people want on Twitter. He's not paying enough attention of your live crowd, which they've had some good crowds, but they've also had some big duds. Mm -hmm. You're not paying enough attention of how the live crowd is reacting to the story you're putting on. And you're not paying enough attention of the business when it comes to the mindsets of the writers, the veterans that you have in your company. Unfortunately, I don't think the Cody Rhodes situation ended up being a wake-up call in the way we would have wanted it. I think that the, the, the most disappointing thing I've heard from Tony Khan is when he said, I will also be the head booker of Ring of Honor. Because you immediately then are preventing somebody like... We all, I think, still to a certain extent agree that Triple H was pretty valuable to WWE. Yes. Yeah. How they were never able to bridge that, I don't know. But the idea that, like, if you give someone else the booking in Ring of Honor and they take Ring of Honor above and beyond, well, then you you have now done the experiment and recognized I am not the right person to be booking this because right? there's sure. a bigger picture. Right. But by making it so that he's booking all of it, then yeah, there's, there's, there's never a question, right. right? You never have to worry about the NXT is better and uh, right. Triple H knows more about wrestling. Than right. That. And by the way, I'm not saying ignore what fans want. You definitely want to listen to fans. To Vince's credit, he does listen to fans sometimes, right? Daniel Bryan got his push because we yelled enough about mm -hmm. him. You know what I mean? And they, you know, he made us wait. But that's the the beauty of wrestling, yeah. right? Yeah. Is you know more times than not, even if fans don't get what they want right away, they're gonna wait and they're gonna keep watching until they get what they want. Because if you give them enough hint of they might get it soon, even if they don't get it for six months, look at look at the unifying of the titles, right? For me, I'm like, yo. Put it together at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, they are dragging that shit out. I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't want to play this game, but I figure, I, I, I feel like, for every time you could say Vince eventually gave us what you want, what we wanted, I could point out a time when he absolutely shit all over something. We Very all true. Loved. That's fine, and that's gonna be, that's gonna be in there. AEW has had, you know, shit moments too. Like both companies are gonna have shit moments. Right. The the difference is. When those shit moments happen, Vince embraces it, and Vince rolls with it, even if we hate it. Oh, he digs in. <laughs> he digs that's like, yeah, Well, that's the problem. No, it's he... not, because WWE is still successful. And Tony Khan is turning around and saying, wait, you don't like this? You know what? We're not doing it. Wait, you want this? You know what? We're going to do it. And they're so you would still rather, struggling. So you, you would rather watch a show 
that is monetarily successful but pisses you off on a weekly basis than one that you enjoy watching but might not be it making doesn't piss good money. Me off it's on a, a weird weekly hypothetical. basis. Yeah, no, because, because he, he still enjoys it, and right, there's nothing there's wrong with stuff, that. There's still yeah. stuff to enjoy. There's parts I, that I don't love. There's parts I would do differently. That's part of this business. You're I, not going to agree with everything that's happening. Sure. You find what I'm you not like. Saying, I don't agree you with you. Do what you don't like. That's fine. That's part of this business. But as the writers and the owners of Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon can't, you know, change something just because some fans don't like it. There's a lot of people that don't like Corbin. I guarantee you, if I go through social media, I'll find people that don't like Corbin, that uh, like Corbin, uh, and I'm like sure. the work that he's doing. Right. So if Vince McMahon changed what he was doing every time he did something that a majority of fans didn't like or some fans didn't like. That's when the, 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 the company starts to struggle because that's when things start to get weird. And that's where AEW is living right now because Tony Khan lives on Twitter listening to everything that fans want and changing his show based on the fans, not based on what the wrestlers and the writers and what he thinks will work. And that's, again, as a weekly TV show, if AEW was a company that just did random shows, you know, some fun pay-per-views here and there, and that's how they wanted to live, go for it. That, you know, fine. Put all in on all those pay-per-views. If you're going to be a weekly TV show, you are signing up to tell me a consistent story and signing up to potentially, hopefully, get ratings. You cannot sign up to be on TNT and TBS two times a week plus pay-per-views and tell me that you're just here just because. No. I mean, it's not a... I, I will hand this to Justin. It's, it's not a winning strategy. Eventually, TNT will not continue to subsidize yeah, I was gonna say, oh, I'm sure because and I'm uh, but say, I feel like this is something that we continue to fundamentally disagree well, on I, I think so the W I, I finally dawned on me for what it's worth uh, this is my um, sort of POV at watching the recent paper uh, the backlash um, the WWE is the circus and AEW is the carnival I like the carnival. Yeah. Circus is a much bigger production. You right. Know? There's a tent for one thing. Uh, you know, there's just a lot more going on and it's 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 more family friendly. It's less about scumbags trying to pick your pocket. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I, you know, uh, I think that um, Tony Khan has created a very nice carnival. I love it for that uh, because I liked that I've been able to follow these different people's stories as these weird outsider artists that were creating their thing in bingo halls and, yeah. and all found their way to this one conglomeration where they're still allowed to be those same characters, right? For me, I think the biggest thing, all the other stuff, the two things about WWE, I think that even under the best of circumstances would have eventually worn me out is the fact that uh, they drag out the, in my opinion, um, uh, like Jericho, they drag out uh, the the rivalries too too long. Like right. we see the same thing too sure. many weeks in a row before the actual pay per view. Uh, and the second thing I have forgotten because uh, I've, <laughs> talked, I've talked for too long. Um, I think with the dragging out of the storylines too, what adds to it is it feels like we get the payoff way too soon, mm -hmm. right? Like this Jericho Appreciation Society, Eddie Kingston, and Santana Ortiz. We got that six man tag like three weeks into that feud. They do, why are we still going? He does weird things like that, yeah. Like, like why? Right. Yeah, Sammy yeah. Guevara and Scorpio Sky had a title match like right off the bat, and then they had three more. I'm like, why? Why did Adam Cole get another world title match? He lost clean at the pay per view. Like these things that like they just they jump to what seems like the payoff, mm -mm. and then it continues continues on. It just feels weird. It's absolutely a different. If you're used to the level or the the style of storytelling that WWE has told you yeah. for decades, it's absolutely a different way of doing I it. I think in it's just same. storytelling in general. Like you end one arc, 
one arc. Well, it's we'll in, in the same way that uh, I mentioned on Nerd Radio last week that I, you know, watched uh, some anime with Amy and like I, I kind of like to watch more anime. But when you watch Japanese anime, the Japanese as a culture tells stories in a drastically different way than Americans tell stories in sure. movies and comic books. Mm. Yeah. And it's something that you have to either accept or you or you just don't like that flavor. Right. Yeah, I, I I never got anime when it was coming up in the '90s. Right for that very reason, like yeah. I like every story needs to be Robin Hood, and yeah. thankfully yeah. in the West every story is Robin Hood. Right, right. like uh, half of them, the other half are King Arthur or something, whatever. It's the same story over and over. It's Star Wars, right? Everything yes, Star Wars. Everything Star Wars. <laughs> um, and and I I didn't get it now. Uh, you know, 30 years later, there certainly I'm like, man, people were really hype about these certain stories that I wish I would have gotten as yeah. they were going. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I still love AEW. I do. I, OK, I love Dynamite, I will say. I don't I don't think I ever watch Rampage. Very rarely yeah. do I watch well, Rampage. Was... I was watching for Danhausen and Hook. Yeah. Now that I'm getting Hookhausen, I will definitely watch whichever show that's on. But I will hope it's on Dynamite because that Wednesday night two hours is perfect in the middle of my week. Oh, for sure. You know, it's 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 yeah. so tasty. Well, and ending else, my week, like I'm like, how uh, deadly uh, is having your show preempted and having to move it all over the map? Yeah, so yeah. free. Like I remember when SmackDown was on UPN, yeah. and if there was a baseball game. God knows when SmackDown was going to be on. Yeah. It yeah. would be on on Saturday at 2 in the goddamn morning, I for all that. I know. Yeah, they so would do like just, Saturday afternoon. I guess I missed shit. SmackDown. Yep. <laughs> I remember that. I think, yeah, AEW, granted, let me throw this out there, too. I enjoy AEW every week, especially Dynamite. Rampage has fallen off a lot. Uh, it's the talent. They, they, you know, say what you will about Tony Khan and the writing and all that stuff. They have a lot of great names there. That you you can't like the, a lot of the matches are still good. There's still a lot of good stories within there, uh, you know. I, I'm talking more big picture. I'm talking more behind the scenes when I critique uh, the on screen, the, the matches, the superstars they have there. It's very solid. I think the yeah. style is definitely more NXT Black and Gold. And yes. While sure. the older wrestlers will tell you that is not sustainable and y yeah. you should not be doing that at any age. Um, some people just want to fucking see that. Some people want to see people hit people with light tubes, and that's why GCW continues to tour the country. But, yeah, and, but GCW isn't and, putting on weekly TV shows. No, no, they're not. There's, but a, there's a difference. Sure, and that's and, and that's my main point. If AEW wanted to be that company, they can and they should. Yeah, yeah the th problem with the introductions over and over and over again is that you, you, like you said, you create that expectation and it burns out everybody. Yeah, yeah. right. Like whoever was here the week before, we've forgotten about because we move and, and like you've not. Got, like Ruby Wright is the perfect example. We sure. celebrated when Ruby Wright. I, I remember saying yeah. um, myself, I was like, this is great coming on at the same time as Daniel Bryan because you're part of that class. Yes. She was not part of that class nope. yep. because Daniel Bryan has been on the TV every single week right. and she got her one little title run and then was like, oh, what? gone for, for months. And that's it, right? Like talk about whatever about AEW, but man, the Blackpool Combat Club, how great is that? Right? They're so Everything. much fun, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much fun. No, absolutely, so great, right? Absolutely fun. I'm a little impatient that I want I want another young talent in the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't, I, I don't I, think I so. hope they continue to grow because I, I, the trios thing is a little predictable, but I, I, that's an area where I would not mind them taking time. Because every time they do face somebody, now I'm looking and saying, is this a candidate? Are they going to steal one of these guys? Yeah, yeah, and it's that. But I think they got to, you know, may maybe one more week of a trios match, and I think you got to switch it up. Either you know, do a tag match, put them in a singles match, and have some switch it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I would like to see I more tag matches where it's Wheeler Yuta and one of the other two. Yes, right. Like switch it up. 
I don't necessarily need a new member right away. You could stretch that out. Like with, with, uh, when it comes to factions, like you can stretch that out because they're still there every week, yeah. but they're still telling yeah. their story. Right. You yeah. know, even like with Judgment Day, right? Like, you know, they may not add a champ or whoever for who knows how long, but they're still on TV every week. So WWE will drag on their 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 rivalries too long, but they will they will cancel their tag teams too soon. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> yes. I hope Blackpool. I hope Blackpool Combat Club is still going two years from now. I agree. Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't. I, if I never see. Daniel Bryan versus uh, versus Mox. Right, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, of course, logic would dictate that that's a story that will be told is right. the the eventual dissolution. I don't need like put that way. Don't yeah. don't put that on the map in pencil. Right. Yeah, don't don't just like what like event. Okay, if you need to throw them together for yeah. a pay per view, do it. Yeah, but let's just like I want William Regal on my TV. Yes. with yes. those two guys coming out. Every week, every week, so much fun, so much fun. Yeah, Blackpool Combat Club yeah. is outstanding. One of the best things they've got going over there, aside from Hookhausen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, Hookhausen is fucking solid. Before we wrap up, I'm, I think we're close. Yeah, to we're getting close to oh, like yeah. the 90 minute mark. So yeah, it's so definitely let's wrap time it up. To- but I, I mentioned before we went out, Eric Bischoff took some shots at yes. CM Punk specifically. Yes. Uh, okay. Tweeted out this wait, wait, is this the same Eric Bischoff that ran WCW into the ground? Or is yeah, this a that different one. Era? Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So it's um, fair enough. Okay. But he, I will say, he's got. I, I don't know what pre. I don't know what he why he decided to do this. Yeah. And it's kind of like okay, dude. Like, and granted, it's kind of the conversation we just had. But I'm like, what's the point? Especially because you've been on you've been on AEW TV. But his point is taking a jab at CM Punk and how CM Punk debuting in AEW has done nothing for the company and he basically put up charts of how horrible the ratings have been since CM Punk has debuted uh you know talk about how Dynamite's lucky to hit 500,000 pretty lame for a guy who thinks he's a bigger deal than Scott Hall, Kevin Nash and Randy Savage and then you know people obviously you know some people are agreeing some people okay. are, are are uh you know going at him uh and then they they tweeted out uh someone tweeted CM Punk getting his ass kicked in his UFC fight. <laughs> and said, of course. And let's remember when he tried to get into a real fight and Eric Bischoff retweeted that and said he convinced himself since he could win scripted fights, he could win a real one. I wonder if this is your, I don't know if you guys remember in WCW when Eric Bischoff decided to challenge Vince McMahon to a fight at one of their pay-per-views. And of yeah. course Vince didn't show up, but there, I, I, I remember guys like Kevin Nash saying, saying that they were like, they didn't know it was going to happen. And then he goes out on nitro and says this and he came back and he's like, Vince is the kind of guy who'll show up, and if he shows up, he's going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and I wonder if Eric Bischoff is leaning into that now. Is like, I know what I can do. Yeah, I can get on the next All Out pay per view by sh- by talking shit about CM Punk all summer and then getting my shit kicked in. It's one of those things where you can be a hundred percent right, but like, why did you do it? That's yeah, and, and that's where I'm at. It's because they're fucking carnies, right? Like they're yeah. all right, exactly. Um, I mean, he makes some interesting points, though. Uh, you know, CM Punk was supposed to to elevate yep. things, and that's it, and, man. And, and, and you know, I'm sure, I'm yeah, sure that perhaps, their house, I'm sure that the ticket sales are oh, yeah. definitely better for having sure. CM Punk come to your town. Sure. That's yeah. fine, but the t- again, big picture, AEW is still struggling despite these big names. Honestly, I'm not saying they should be beating WWE. No matter how good or bad they were, they're a long way from beating WWE. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah, yeah. We all know that. Yeah, yeah. But 
the the ratings should not be this bad with the names that you have. It's very interesting that you it's should fallen not, off so much. You should and especially not have where you're ratings. giving people what they want, right? Right. Because you would think that everyone would be out there then saying, "Come check out this right. thing. It's so much fun." And now this guy's going to win. It's going to be great. And then that guy wins. Everyone's happy. And then they'd the, right. be good. And the next person to come and hang out and watch the show. No right. one. You're getting into. You forgot a that professional wrestling fans. Don't have friends. Right. People who are on, <laughs> people who are on Twitter 100% of the time, no friends. It's very true. It's very true. Because what are we all doing after this podcast? We're going home going home, watch some old wrestling. Probably. Um, they're getting into a dangerous situation. And we love every one of you that don't have friends and listen to our wrestling podcast. There's only we're about 20 of you out there. We do love all of you. We love all of you. We're all friends here. But we know you've not invited anyone else to listen. Yeah, because you don't they, have I can see the downloads. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> the AEW is getting into a dangerous spot too because of what we're talking about here, where they are reliant way too much on these big names. And what I mean by that is contracts are going to get in the way. Contracts are going to be a thing years down the road where oh, some sure. of these guys will move oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. There's right? definitely eventually going to be people. Maybe Miro will be one of them that once his two years and whatever months are up, he'd be like. No, I don't think you guys used me any better than right. they used me over there. So, even, like, I'll go every, anywhere else. Right. Even, Especially now that WWE, we never did. I don't know that we mentioned letting people use the, uh, you know, all the the social media yeah. to earnings, right? The yeah. Twitch and the, this and the, that. Like, yeah. they right. finally pulled, like, that was a huge deal. I never yes. understood exactly yeah. why they did that. I mean, other than walled garden, Vince McMahon wants to rule every single <laughs> yeah, second right. of every day. But, you know, neither here, uh, you know, lifting that's a huge deal. For sure. Because you don't care if you're in catering, if you're still interacting with your fans, making some nice money on the side. I really think it's a matter of getting the attention and interacting with the fans, yes. right? Isn't that why people get into entertainment? Right, right. Like, there's sort of this, this need to interact with people right. as an entertainer. Uh, and when you pull that, like, you know, we're never going to put you on TV and also... Uh, we own your likeness, so make right. sure you wear this bag on your head every time you're in public. Like, <laughs> right. They, they, they pulled that bag. So AEW's getting this dangerous spot, though, where when contract situations come up and they lose some big names, which we know inevitably. Ten inevitably years from now, MJF is, is in WWE. If things Four continue. Four years from right. now. Very well maybe. You the, know next what I mean? con the next contract, he could go straight to WWE. And that's it. So yeah. they're going to be paying a much higher base premium because they've strengthened that right. roster, right? Like they're so, going to be able to pay a guy three, four million dollars a year because they've cut all the overhead. We hate that they cut the overhead. Yeah. They've done it in the every wrong way possible, right? right. Like in the right. rudest, most ugly, Very much capitalistic so. way. But the bottom line is, is they, they have... And, and boy, the Cody thing, man. The fan, I, I was very curious. Yeah. Are the fans going to dig Cody? Not that they don't dig Cody. The they fans love Cody. They love him. They love I'll tell you, when I was at Raw, man, that was, he came out twice within the be, first hour and it was hot every time. To be fair, he hasn't given any really cringy promos where he because he's this, good. Where he's claimed to solve racism yeah, since feel, he got to the go WWE. I would go and say that he's going to avoid that specific I topic hope so. until he wants, like, he gets it. Yeah, I think he gets it. <laughs> that's but, been one of the fun things is seeing him do the talk, like 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 being able to go to WWE, but also give shoot interviews is so weird yeah, to me because yeah. it's it's all people are so tight lipped in yeah. WWE. Cody's been very open and honest about yeah. all sides of it, and I I say this about Cody, uh, Cody and AJ Styles are two guys that outside of professional wrestling, I have a feeling I would hate 
with the, the fiery vitriol of a thousand suns because politically they're about 80% opposite of me. Right. Um, I, I 100% believe that if AJ Styles ever leaves uh, the contract of WWE, he's going to say something heinous on social media and immediately people are going to hate him because yeah. he's just such that guy. <laughs> he's yep. such that guy, yep. right? He got close with the flat earth stuff. Thankfully, that wasn't a big political topic, right? Right. Like, um, uh, Cody's a guy who... I think I would actually really enjoy hanging out with Cody because he's so intelligent. And yes. that interview you did with him yes. several months back, he was so good. Very good. But I also think that he's going to one day be a Georgia senator voting for things that I absolutely hate. Right. And it's so tricky because we have now become so um, – we've we, we've – I was always a person who just canceled people because I hated their politics as a personal choice. Sure. But now that algorithms are helping us decide who to cancel, yeah. it's all very disturbing to me. Yes. It's all very disturbing <laughs> yeah. to me uh, because I don't like the idea of Russian bots like Putin deciding sure. who I hate. That's a weird That's a weird line to draw. Yeah. Um, and that, I, and I kind is, of feel that's a thing. This is not the sci-fi future we signed up for. But yeah, the Cody Rhodes is a guy. I, I love him as a wrestler. I love him as a... a, a, a a, a carny royalty. Um, I think that I could even sit and have a beer with them or a, 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 a fresca yeah. and discuss politics and agree to disagree, right? Like get fiery, like very much disagree. Sure. I, I have a feeling that about 80%. But I think that we actually, like I, I think that he really doesn't like racism. I think he oh, I'm also... Sure. But I think he will also be a Republican senator in Georgia one uh, yeah, day. Yeah, I'm sure he In which case you're going to have to make a lot of deals on the same side as racist. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> I don't know how you're not seeing that, but it's right. a kind of an issue. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I all that with Cody Rhodes, when I interviewed him, again, he was such so a solid dude. Yeah. Like Even before the interview and after, and I've said it before, like he went way over on the time. And he was cool. Let's let's chat. Right. Um, it, I actually want to go back. I'm probably going to repost that interview. Did you see the video online from last, uh, was it SmackDown last week, where a little kid jumped the, yeah, jumped the barricade yeah. to get a picture with him? <laughs> no. And like, he just... Cool. Let's some, get the picture right now. Let's do yeah, it. The Security kid, tackled the kid. kid <laughs> this kid was no older than six. Yeah. No, it definitely, definitely helped. Jumped the, the barricade and just casually walked up. This kid going, is hey. in elementary school. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't guillotine him. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, I did fantastic. not see that. No. But uh, AEW is going to get in that situation when they start to lose those stars. If the big picture behind the scenes writing the whole show doesn't improve. You're going to lose these big names. You're not getting ratings with these big names. What are you going to do when you lose these big names? Yeah. How are you going to do it, right? Because, again, there's a lot of people that stick around WWE. They bitch about it, whatever. But WWE has mastered the art of storytelling and professional wrestling and sports entertainment. And, and that keeps fans sticking around. Whether they're sticking around bitching or they're sticking around loving it or both, they're sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as much as not, we hate are. how the company and has purged people over the last uh, two years. I, I will I will say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I will say that I mentioned earlier that I feel bad that I am checked out. I've been checked out before on WWE where like Raw is on, but I'm not paying attention until the one or two people is on. I feel bad because I know those all of those people are busting their ass physically yeah. to put on the best show that they are capable of putting on. And I feel bad about the fact that all right, man, I don't care. Yeah. Well, there are definitely shows uh, all around television and the internet where people are busting their ass. Right. And we're not watching it. Right. We just can't. So right. I wouldn't feel too bad about that. <laughs> um, there is something to say about uh, 
despite the fact that they've done everything wrong with uh, managing humans in the last couple of years, I, I used to argue back uh, in the old episodes that some asshole deleted. Um, <laughs> there is something to be said. Like, I don't like Seamus. I don't need to see Seamus, right? right? But Seamus has been a loyal soldier. I'm pretty callous for saying, I'm tired of you now. You should be fired from your job and have to go find something else oh, to for do, sure. right? Like that's Vince has been, you know, he tends to be loyal to the people who are loyal to him, right? Um, and these last couple of years, I think have all been corporate, and I, I think that even Vince is probably acts like this is above my pay grade, right? Like this is oh, you hear we're the now stories. global gland, This is global brand penetrate. Well, it's yeah, like, no, you hear the stories where when people ha get the phone call, like or or things will happen, Vince will be like, "I'm very sorry," and and it's always as a fan, you're always like. It's your goddamn company. Yeah. How can you just be sorry? How right, can you right. not be like, nah, man, we're not doing that. Uh, Tony Khan is so sorry. He doesn't even contact the people. He just, well, he yeah, just, the, he just that. makes their key card not work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've uh, passed the 90 minute mark. So until before they make our key card not work anymore, I think it's probably about time to wrap up this week's one fall show. Thank you guys at home for tuning in on Twitch. You can yeah. tune in. Uh, we're, we're changing to Tuesdays, I think, almost permanently. I think so. I think it makes sense. For the foreseeable future here. So Tuesday nights around uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock, you can tune in on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Chizuck, C-H-Z-U-C-K. Yes. Yes. And, of course, you can download the podcast uh, wherever you're getting your fine podcast. Give us a review, whether you're wherever you're getting your podcast. Let people know. Tell your oh that's right. No, you, prove that you have friends yeah. <laughs> by having them listen. If each Find of you tell friends. if Get each of you friends. have tell one friend to listen and that friend listens, right. I will know. It will be very evident in the numbers, and I will be very, very happy. Also, if I can get ten of you to watch us two weeks in a row on Twitch, we'll pick a time and stick to it. I will <laughs> force these people, these people that I work with, yep. to show up on time and we will start exactly at that time. Okay, but we need to get out. some people. We need to get some people. So demoralized. I, 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 it's been very evident that I thought much too highly of myself in this world of podcasting because nobody wants to hear me talk. Um, and I'm starting to think that I'm starting to drag down JV's cred, which is awful because at this point, Chuck, the only thing that we serve in the podcast world, the entertainment world, is trying to get this young man over. Wow. Our ship has sailed. We wow. have one goal. Yeah. If we're going to bother to do this, Try to get this young man over. I Because he's working his that. ass off to get right. over himself. I appreciate that, my friend. Oh, don't discredit yourself too much, but I appreciate the kind words. I'm not getting you over. Justin, where can people find you online? You want to get me under? Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Extreme. <laughs> S-E-X. Thank you, Shawnee. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, JV Sports Talk pay-per-view pod all over social media at PPV underscore pod, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Double or Nothing is at the end of the month. My good friend Virtus will be on with me. Uh, we got Forbidden Door afterwards. Hell in a Cell in between there. A lot going on. It's fun. Also, jvsportstalk.com for That's right. sports stuff. Erica wasn't here to remind us, but it, it, wrestling should be fun, y'all. Wrestling is, should, should be, be fun. fun. Tell yourself that. Me and Shawnee enjoy both this week. You have tricked out. Sorry. Sorry. Shawnee, where can people find you online? People find me on uh, running the uh, One Fall Show uh, Twitter, at One Fall Show, uh, at Shawnee.Constant on Instagram. Right. And uh, that's that's about it, I think, right? And so, remember, you can check out the One Fall Show YouTube page at One Fall Show. That's where me and Nate do Super Universe. We are 70-something episodes into it, and we've got something special lined up for uh, a couple of weeks from now. We stream on Nate's Twitch stream, twitch.tv backslash 
Limit Break Radio. Wow. <laughs> wow. Brain fired. Got it. Yep. Did it right. Found it. Yeah, we do that I on Saturday. Dump over here. We do that on Saturday afternoons with Will Cherry, and uh, we have a lot of fun. And um, and you can check out the past episodes over on the One Fall Show YouTube page. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with Miss Erica Bennis. Shawnee, take yes, us home. Yes, uh, I am confident that uh, Miss Erica Bannis, our Rock of Gibraltar, will be back next week. Who is this? In one fall show, housing from Sean Housing. It's Macomb County, produced a podcast of some sort. Dan Housing must come on to this show. Who is this? Who is knocked on Dan Housing's internet phone door to ask him to come on a podcast? Dan Housing does not know this. Is this? Anyways, love that Dan Housing. Who knows? Fun fall show. Listen to this podcast. You've tricked Dan Housing in promoting your show. How dare you? You'll rue the day. Anyways, love that Dan Housing. Yes.